Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Ayo ladies, it is almost fall y'all and we are back kicking it off strong with my gal Christy Wright. Christy is a woman of many talents but as you'll hear she is taking this season of life to help others find balance in their lives. So we talk about prioritizing the greater things and letting go of the lesser things but also that the greater things and lesser things can change from season to season. So like currently, the greater things of my season are rest, spending time with people I love, and of course, pumpkin cream cold brews. Can I get an amen? So I hope you'll take some time to consider the greater things for this fall season. Let's get after it. I've got some good ones for ya. Welcome to the podcast, Christy. I'm so excited to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm ex- this, I'm excited about this. This will be fun. Yes, it'll be so fun. And I just, yeah, I've been excited to have you and to hear a little bit more about your book. I was laughing because this morning I was um, looking at some Ramsey stuff because I'm going through uh, baby steps and things like that. So I was like, oh, hey, this is just a Ramseyville day. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> But tell us a little bit about you and what your life looks like these days. Yeah, I'm an author and speaker. I have, I've really spent the last five years helping women start businesses through my book, Business Boutique and the podcast, my coaching group, our events and all that good stuff. And I still love to do that. We still have our event this fall in October and, and I love helping women do that. But in this journey, the last 10 years, the number one question I'm asked is not a business question, actually. It's about how do you balance it all? And I get asked that from men and women, those with kids, without kids, any different life stage. And it just showed me that this has been such a major pain point for people. And it almost just seems to get harder and harder mm-hmm. because we're so connected, because of social media, because of technology, because we've got a million things coming at us at all times. Um, it, it's really something that I feel like people are craving something more and we're calling it balance. But what's interesting is if you ask people to define it, they don't know what it is. They just know Mm -hmm. they don't have it. So it kind of becomes this shadow that haunts us. And so I've done um, a ton of research on this. I've been speaking on it for over a decade and certainly tried to live it out in my own life with three kids under age six and a Mm -hmm. busy job and all the things I'm doing. And, um, and I think we, I think we define it wrong. And so I wanted to redefine it. I wrote this book, take back your time, my new book, um, to redefine this topic and tell you what I believe that the real, uh, definition of life balance is and how to achieve it so that we can stop feeling guilty and we can actually enjoy our lives. So that's kind of the newest thing I'm working on. It's not a business thing, but it came out of years of hearing about this and also certainly feeling that that pain in my own life. Yeah, that's a hard one. I feel like that's something that we're constantly trying to juggle and maybe even it changes like as se- different seasons come through. I mean, yes. yeah, like your work-life balance or just life balance is much different than mine. You having, you know, three kiddos and me having a cat, you know, it's like yeah. we <laughs> very different life stages. Right. And so, yeah. What does that, what, is, how does that start? Like, how do you maybe like start taking inventory of how to prior- prioritize your time? 
Yeah. Well, you make a good point because um, this is not just an issue for people with kids because I know people that like, I have a friend um, that is single and doesn't have, have kids and she is one of the busiest people I know. And so the, the idea of how to manage our calendars or how to do the right things can be hard, you know, regardless of what your, what your season is, like you said, but right. I think for a lot of people, we feel this pressure to do everything all the time. And so have quiet time, work out, have time with friends, have time with spouse. If you're married, have time with kids and school and all the things that you do. And, and we can't achieve that. Um, it's not realistic at all. And so then we feel like we're failing when we're not doing some of those things that, that, you know, we feel like we should be doing or whatever. And so I wanted to redefine it. And so I, the thesis of the whole book is life balance is not doing everything for an equal amount of time. It's about doing the right things at the right time. And when you do the right things at the right time, you actually feel that sense of balance you were looking for. And here's the great news. You get to decide what's right for you. So in um, you know my early 20s, what was right for me then is very different than in my late 20s or early 30s, or even in this fall is very different than what was important to me this summer. And right. so I think you know when you bring up seasons, that's such an important piece of this because we need to acknowledge the season that we're in and decide what's important to us then. And so when you start asking yourself what's right right now, then it gives you permission to focus on those things, what's right right now. It helps you shake the guilt of all the things that are not right right now knowing that just because something's not right right now doesn't mean it'll never be right. It's just not right right now. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always use the example, but a couple of things that are important to me, for example, is a, a clean house, time with my friends, time working out. Those are things that I really love to integrate into my week on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Not every day, but into my week in general. And yeah. right now, those things are not making the cut, to be honest. I'm working all the time. I'm in seminary. I'm traveling, trying to launch this book. So when I remind myself, okay, Christy, what's right right now? What's right is launching this book. Mm -hmm. It's doing my classwork for seminary and hanging out with my kids. So if I go through my house and it's not as clean as I would like, or I have to say no to invitations from my friends, which I did just last night, Mm -hmm. then I don't have to feel guilty for that because I can't have the expectation on myself that I'm going to do everything all the time. Those things are not right right now. They Mm -hmm. were right this summer. They will be right again some other season, but I'm in a season where that's not right right now. And that's okay. It really helps you shake the guilt and then focus on the things that are right right now. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's I like the point of feeling guilty because you, know, you want to be able to do all the things, right? And even when they're really good things, it can be hard to say no. Um, so I like that just phrasing of, well, maybe it's not right for right now because it's just not feasible for me, you know, and when that's, you make a good, you make a good point. Cause there's so many good things out there. Yeah. There's so many good opportunities, opportunities that are fun, opportunities that sound exciting, opportunities that are right for someone else, opportunities that you may even want to do. My default answer, Emma is yes to anything, anytime. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, that sounds awesome. But the reality is if I say yes to everything, then I end up rushing around and resenting those very things that I said yes to. And I, fin- I end up stressed and exhausted and, and unhappy and out of mm-hmm. balance. And so I think instead of just asking ourselves, well, what's fun or what's good or what do I want to do? You could ask yourself, what's important to me right now? And when you ask yourself, what's important to me right now or what's right right now is another way to say it. Mm-hmm. You get a different answer sometimes. You know, I, I would love to get a dog. I would love to travel to Europe. I would love to do a lot of things. And I'll do those things someday. Mm-hmm. They're just not right right now. They're fun. They're exciting. And I want to. 
but they're not right right now. That's not a priority to me right now. That's not important right now. And Mm -hmm. so it just, again, it helps you shake the guilt from not doing those things, whether it's a clean house or time with friends or working out or whatever that thing is that, that you've been feeling the pressure and even wanting to do helps you shake the guilt from that. It also helps you resist the FOMO, the fear of missing out when other people are doing it because Mm -hmm. you're going good for them. Good for them. That's right for them right now. And it's not right for me right now. And that's okay. Yeah. I like that. And so how do you, how do you determine when it is right right now? Like what, is there something that you do to kind of process through that? Yeah. So, um, in any season and a season can be a few weeks, a few months, you know, it can be longer than that. But I always try to ask myself, what do I want this season to look like? So for example, I'll I'll get super specific with you. So like in the spring, I thought about that season. Okay, what is important to me in the spring? Mm -hmm. Um, House projects, I wanted to get my house cleaned up, like like not just cleaned, but like, um, you know, like weeding and like projects, painting, things we need to do because we knew we wouldn't want to do it in the summer. We'd want to be playing. I really wanted to get my kids swimming. And so I started taking my boys to the pool every Friday after work to get them in the water, get them swimming for safety standpoint and so on. So I started to just identify my priorities. Well, once I identified my priorities for that season, then it was so much easier to spend my time on those things. So Friday afternoon, for example, I'd pick up my boys from school, take them to the pool and do swim lessons with them, me and them. Now, would I have rather gone to happy hour on Friday afternoons? Sure. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't important to me. What was important was getting my boys to swim. So it helps me align my time with what matters most to me. This summer, I said no to almost every single invitation to do anything fun on the weekends because we'd go to the lake. That's what's fun to us. That's what's right for us. And so we stayed focused on what was right for us. Um, We played a lot. I've worked a lot less. And then this fall, I'm switching gears to doing the book and Mm -hmm. saying yes to a lot of work opportunities like this and so on. So, you know, when you're in a season, you just look at what do I want this season to look like? What's most important to me in this season? And of course, within each week, you'll have different, more specific priorities and within each day, more specific priorities. But I like to give people some questions to ask themselves to discern if something is a yes or a no. Because Mm -hmm. I used to only ask myself, do they need me and can I do it? And of course they need me. That's why they're asking. And if my time was available, then I felt obligated to do that thing. And if you had a 30 minute window, you could just cram it in and rush a little harder or you could multitask. Yeah. And, and I think that, that we are cramming so much in our schedules. That's not important. And we're ending up exhausted. So here's some more questions mm-hmm. you can ask yourself. I'm just going off the cuff here, but I've got eight that I outline in my book. Yeah. One, will I want to do it then? That's an important question. Not just do I want to do it now? Will I want to do it then? That thing that I'm saying yes to today when I'm nice and energized, will I really want to do it Sunday night? or February or what, whenever I'm actually going to be committing to that thing. So right, that's an important right. one. That's good. Is, is this a priority? Um, you know, how will this affect my family? It's not just your time. It's, it's shared time. If you, if you live, you know, in a household with, with kids, spouse and so on, mm-hmm. um, what will I not be able to do if I do this? We never think about that. We never think of the opportunity cost. So if I say yes to this, what does that mean? I am by default saying no to, yeah. and am I okay with those no's? Because sometimes we say yes, and we don't think of the domino effect of that yes. And sometimes we're not okay with it, but then it's too late. We've already said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you can, you can ask yourself, do I want to do it? Do I want to do it because that sounds fun to me? Or am I just doing it out of guilt or obligation? Or because I'm trying to be the hero or I'm trying to impress somebody, trying to make somebody like me and think I'm so awesome that I can do all the things. Mm-hmm. We start to dig to the, the deeper motivations that we have behind our yeses and nos. 
it can be pretty eye-opening at why we do some of the things that we do. You know, I'm a, I'm a person of faith and a lot of people in the church world would be like, oh, well, I just, I'm just such a giver. You know, we're called to be servants and all in the name of Christian service, they're over committing themselves. And mm-hmm. I heard a pastor say something years ago that stuck with me. He said, there is a difference between doing something to be loving and doing it to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I think many of us run ourselves into the ground in an effort to earn love. Wow. And, and if we could have confidence in our identity apart from our productivity, that's a powerful place to be where you can say yes when it's right for you and be confident when you say no, because something's not right for you. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> Something that uh, I feel like, you know, those of us who have a personality that tends toward people pleasing, mm-hmm. it's like we can easily fall in that trap, like you were yes. saying, of yes. just wanting to say yes, uh, yes more out of uh, pleasing than actually out of a servant's heart. And so being careful that, you know, you are saying, uh, yes to the things that are from, uh, a loving serving heart that are from good motivations and what is important to you. So I think all of those are really good things. Um, and the other thing I was thinking about, um, in relation to this is just maybe what encouragement do you have for, you know, a lot of my listeners, um, are from, you know, might be fresh out of college or just starting their adulting life all the way to young and married, you know? So there is that big uh, age gap of like just so much change in your twenties, but what encouragement do you have maybe for that specific generation when things, when we're really figuring this out uh, very quickly, you know, like what to say yes to. Totally. Well, I'll tell you, there's a there's a temptation at any age and any stage, and that is to draw conclusions about your identity based on the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example from my reality right now. I'm 38. I have three kids age six and under, and my house is frequently a mess. Now, I value a clean house, and I work hard to have a clean house, but it's just they're, they mess up faster than I can clean. <laughs> so if I'm not careful, I will look around me in my house, and there's toys on the floor, and I will think, my house is a mess. I am a mess. Hmm. And I draw conclusions about my identity based on my season. When I began to remove myself from my season and, and make the distinction, no, 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 no. I have little kids that make a mess. I am not a mess. Hmm. It's very transforming in how you experience your life. And I think it gives you such a healthier perspective on your season. Now let's translate that to your listeners. I remember being 25 years old, I had been a bridesmaid approximately 497 times. No, I did not wear the dresses again. And I thought I would be single forever. Mm-hmm. I really thought that. Like I thought God has forgotten me. Everybody's burying but me. There's no good guys left. You start looking at the statistics in your city of girl to guy ratio. Like you're like you're writing up the list of qualities you want a husband for the 490th time on a napkin going, God, do you see this list? Like, can he please be tall and handsome? You know, you're, you're doing all the things and and you think I am... I'm single. I'm always going to be single. This is who I am. No, you're in a season of singleness. Maybe you're called to that your whole life, but but maybe not. If you desire that and you seek it out, it's very likely, very likely that you will find someone and get married. Or maybe someone, I'll I'll tell you another example I related to, which probably these correlate of why I did this is why I was single, but (laughs) I worked all the time. I worked Mm. like 80 hours a week in my first job to build my reputation, to build my career, to climb the ladder, to make a good impression. Well, if you looked at me in that season, you'd think she's a workaholic. She didn't have a life. Hmm. Yeah, if that was forever, but that was a season of building my career, 
Like I said, probably while I was single because I didn't. (laughs) But that was the season I was in. That is not who I was or would always be. And so I just, for, for those of you that are listening that are young, that either you feel like you're working all the time or you're working a job you don't love or you are single or, or, or fill in the blank. You're not making much money, whatever the thing is, which is so normal, by the way, for all of those things in your early twenties and even early thirties, just know this is a season you're in. This is not who you are. This is where you are, Mm -hmm. not who you are. And so I just encourage people that you get to define what balance looks like in any season. You can decide that working 80 hours a week is right for you in that season. Olympics Mm -hmm. are going on right now. And you look at those Olympians, no one looks at them and goes, oh yeah, that's normal to to train 60 hours a week. But if they're doing the right things at the right time, it gives them that sense of inner peace that they're doing what's right for them. And I think that's what we're actually seeking is doing the right things, uh, that that inner peace. And when you do the right things at the right time, you will feel that. Mm, That's good. I love that. Thank you for just that encouragement specifically to my listeners and just, you know, all of those questions to kind of ask while you're going through, because that's something that I'm always like, okay, but when I'm in the moment, like, what do I do when I'm trying to figure out what is like the best yes to make in this situation? Like what actually do I do? Let me, let me give you one more thing to that point. I'll tell you, I'm so bad at this, but I try to get better because my husband's really good at it. I'm going to give you a few words, five words. I'm gonna give you five words. That's the perfect (laughs) answer. Okay. Let me think about it. Hmm. Let me think about it. And then guess what y'all you think, imagine that think before making a decision. I never think I always just say yes, or I feel the pressure to answer on the spot. Right. You have the right to buy yourself some time and say, let me think about it. And I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. Let me think about it. Right. And then in clarity outside of the moment, when you're not put on the spot, when you don't feel like you have to uh, get some certain reaction from people or give a certain reaction, give yourself a permission to think, and you'll probably have more clarity about if that thing is right for you. Let me think about it. That's always the perfect answer. That's good. Simple enough, but also, yeah, you get time to like think, pray, whatever it is that, you know, you need to do in that moment to figure out what is right. I love it. Right. Okay. So two more questions that I ask every guest. One is like, give me a few things that you're reading, listening to, watching any of those things. Okay. Let me tell you, I love to read. I love to watch, watch shows. I love to listen to podcasts, all the things right now. I am in week seven of seminary. So the only thing I'm reading are these <laughs> unbelievably complicated textbooks about hermeneutics and the, the Greco-Roman world and Paul and theology. And it is so hard. So literally, even in the car, because I have lectures I have to listen to, even in the mm. car, that's what I'm listening to. So 24 hours a day, if I have a minute, I'm reading a textbook or listening to lectures, which is not exciting at all for your listeners. But this is truly <laughs> how I'm making the most of my time. <laughs> well, we'll we'll think about you when we get to read something fun, fun and, stuff. Cha- and channel you. So, you know. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> and then lastly, what's refreshing you these days? Like anything just giving you life? Yes. This sounds so simple. And I talk about this in the book. And as soon as I say it, your listeners are going to roll their eyes, but just stick with me. Okay. It is resisting the urge to pick up my phone when there's no reason to pick up my phone. So this, mm, this is amen. like when I'm sitting on the deck having coffee, resisting the urge to look at the news of the day and instead listening to the birds and like feeling the breeze on my face. When I'm in an elevator, not looking at my phone, just standing there in silence and looking at the doors as awkward as that is. What's so crazy is when we resist the urge to pick up our phone. And I've got all the research in my book on the effects, the addictive effects of technology, which are not bad, but I mean, I mean, it's not always bad. It it can be a good thing, but, um, 
but I want us to understand to have a strategy against that. But yeah. um, you actually, when you resist that urge, you feel more alive. Mm-hmm. You feel more rested, more present in your body, more like you experience the lights and the sounds and the textures and like, like your clothes, like everything. You just don't realize how much we walk around sleepwalking like right. zombies mm-hmm. because we're just staring at a phone all the time. Every single minute there is a moment we look at our phone and I'm just resisting that urge to just be still and experience what's going on around me as, as mundane as it may seem actually mm-hmm. brings me peace and rest. That's really good. Yes. I love that because it is just, it's become our just habit, you know, yes. just moment. We don't realize we're doing it. No. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. It's just auto, an automatic reaction and which is an addiction, you know, mm-hmm. like yep. it's like yep. when you don't even realize you're doing it, you know, that's exactly so right. That's such a good point. So thank you so much, Christy, for coming on today and just encouraging us in this. Like I myself, I'm like, okay, yeah. All right. Next time I need to make these kind of decisions, I feel like I have some tools in my belt here because uh, the people pleaser I was talking about, yeah, that's right here. And so, you know, it's hard for me to say no to good things, but it's not right right now, which is okay. Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Well, thanks (laughs) for having me, Emma. Thanks so much. My friends, I pray that this time with Christy enlightens the greater things in your life in light of the greatest thing, our creator and king. And would the Holy Spirit use this conversation to empower you to say no to the lesser things so he can use you all the more for furthering the kingdom. I will see you guys next time. Stay fresh, my people.